Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life like you have not lived or seen the gates of heaven until you've had uh, Bailey's Hot Chocolate. Bailey's Hot Chocolate uh, is great. <laughs> this is not necessarily a funny bit. <laughs> it's just more like sound winter advice and it's, also it's, warning it's that I'm on like my third Bailey's Hot Chocolate. So like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> this is a disclaimer more than anything else. Uh, this week we have with us the evil and duplicitous Alfred Clark, also known as Pe- Penny Blue. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just go into it. It's very good. I've had a lot of uh, acting experience. Carry on. <laughs> oh god! We also have the devilish and cruel Caillou. Oh uh, yeah, I'm real mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, some of us put more effort into it than others. That's fine. That's just how the show is. I it's a hodgepodge of personalities. Never claimed to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a new addition to the Crit Chat family here to tremend us all and like call us mean names and stuff. <laughs> we got Kalina with us. Hi, I'm actually pretty nice, or at least I try to be. God damn it! I hate this. <laughs> well, fuck. Wait, what mean names do you like to be called? <laughs> oh, that's good. This is very on brand. <laughs> Oh, uh, we also have me as your host, and in a shocking twist of events that you did not see coming, your main antagonist for this arc is May Hutton, also known as the Teacup Gamer. Uh, so, if this was not like abundantly clear, this week we are talking about creating villains. Uh, so it's another like critterations episode or whatever we've decided to call these things. We've not decided that yet, and mm-hmm. we should. Like, you know, the episodes where we just make things instead of giving real advice because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Episode Oops. pivot. Time to think of a funny name. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> our, f- our first topic, trying to come up with something that's better than the thing I said. <laughs> oh, well. Um, we'll work it out eventually. Fuck it. Or we won't. We'll, we'll do one of those. Um, but yes, we are going to go if, over villains that we have made prior to this episode and then talk about like our process and like what makes a good villain and shit like that, you know? So, as is our want on our terrible nightmare podcast, we take the person who has never been on before and throw them under the bus oh. like you would a baby. Uh, or... What? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, to make sure that they're strong and ready to, yeah. you know, yeah, you, yeah call the week. It's like, Solomon Grundy born on a Monday kind of thing. Like, it's fine. God damn it, I didn't mean Solomon Grundy. I meant Doomsday. I meant Doomsday. I meant Doomsday. Look, they're both big, beefy grey boys. Shut up. Ismet, remind me, like, never to get you to babysit anybody ever. I mean... (laughs) If you had ever thought that you would like me to babysit prior to this, that's on you. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine a scenario that you have listened to a single thing I have said and been like, yeah, this is a responsible adult. What are you talking about? I like the idea that, that what you just said was like you, you screaming that as you throw baby in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is on you! <laughs> I mean, it's really not... <laughs> Okay, if you say so. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, as our sacrificial lamb slash na- newly dead baby, uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Kalena, would you like to regale us with 
your cool villain that you've come up with. <laughs> okay, so I actually recently started a pirate-themed game with some of my friends. Oh, yes. Um, and what is the one thing that you really want to encounter at the end of a pirate game? A kraken. Oh, it's a kraken. It's a kraken. Okay, but the thing is... I'm only planning on taking them to level 15, and a Kraken is a CR 23. Yeah, they'll be fine. So, <laughs> I couldn't really fine. do a Kraken. Okay. Um, so I found something. <laughs> I think it was in Folo's Guide. was something called a Kraken Priest. Ooh. Yeah, which is like a servant of the Kraken that the Kraken can speak through. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait, so, so wait, sorry, Volo's Guide has like a, a glorified puppet yeah. as one of their fucking creatures. Yeah. That's excellent. So the the thing is, it's going to be kind of a bait and switch where I, it's like, oh, this Kraken priest is trying to gather the MacGuffin to free the Kraken. But you realize, <laughs> you know, through the campaign that it is actually the just the Kraken is this dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I don't know what I'm 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 picturing an illithid. Like what is what does this spooky boy look like? Okay, so I was thinking illithid, but I thought that might be too on the nose, I guess. So there is a new-ish race called Triton, which is kind of like Atlantis people. Yeah. And I thought since they're supposed to be lawful, good, and noble, I wanted to make a chaotic evil one. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my favorite thing in any kind of like character class or like any kind of creature of just like it's supposed to be this let's do the yeah opposite. fuck that i wanted something else <laughs> in, um, yeah <laughs> in previous editions of D, there's a race called dark tridents who are just the dark and edgy version of tridents <laughs> amazing <laughs> largely the same except oh they have God. the lower half of them is that of an octopus like ursula so. <laughs> oh of so they're sexier is what you're saying like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. It, yeah. Sure, it's like, cool. Um, yeah. So I went in, in kind of a, a Captain Planet route with this where the Triton, his name is Chorus, saw that like pirates and humans were kind of throwing their trash in the sea and was like, I actually hate everybody that lives on land. And Good. tried to overthrow Same. his own government, really failed at that, got exiled, <laughs> found the Kraken's lair. <laughs> Um, formed a telepathic link with the Kraken, giving him level 15 cleric powers. Good. Uh, yeah, and that's what he wants to do, is he just really wants to make the entire planet an ocean, which is what the Kraken kind of wants to do, so they're a good match. Aww. <laughs> like, I like this plot twist, they are dating and love each other very much scenario that they've got going on a little bit. <laughs> I also very much like this, like, eco-friendly message, like, it's right. just excellent in a lot don't, of ways. Don't throw your trash in the ocean, or the Kraken will eat you. <laughs> Like it's like what you got. It's like um, like Blue Planet and any anything that um David Attenborough. Yeah, like anything that David Attenborough does. That's now just like look at these cool, fun animals. And then at the end, he's like, "And this is how you're fucking it up." Yeah, fuck you. I hate you. I mean, this is <laughs> just um, David Attenborough being mad at this you. This is pretty much the plot to Pokemon Sapphire. So I'm I'm well into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, you're that right. Also- I played that game like five times. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is hard encoded onto the subconscious at this point. <laughs> oh, I love it. For this particular villain character, um, have they the the characters have met them like a couple of times so far? Has it been like a oh, but we'll get you next time, person, or will it? Is it like a 
sneak around, ah, oh, this is the actually the, well, like the villain's mouthpiece kind of thing. Yeah, right now he's kind of a like a shadow leader. So there are other cultists of the Kraken kind of around causing mayhem, making thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yeah, and this is the main dude leading all of them who's actually the Kraken. Good. And And one thing is because there's like the Kraken mind meld, I made it so that when he's overtaken by the Kraken, his mind stats go to the Kraken stats rather than his stats. Oh. Okay. So yeah. int wisdom and charisma instead of his like 10, 15, and 15 is a 22, 18, and 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes his spell casting ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so like a weakness they could exploit when they are in their final battle with him is if they can manage to separate the Kraken from the main dude, he gets weaker. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. I like that. Giving villains, like, weaknesses, like, very particular, like, exploitative, exploitative? Exploitable. There you go. <laughs> weaknesses is so choice, and I love it. Yeah, oh, so... It, it, that makes it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still, uh, yeah. he's still a level 15 cleric. I still think yeah. you should just throw the Kraken at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing, is if they fuck up, if they don't defeat this guy before he releases the Kraken, they will have to fight it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's pretty good. Also, it doesn't give me, like, a heck ton of hope that, like, the DM for a game that I am in is like, yeah, just give, like, them an unkillable monster that they're gonna fuck up on. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good in my heart well, for no, my character no, that I love. Be, no, to be fair, like, 5th edition <laughs> assumes that the players are novices and the CR rating is, is higher than it should be. Particularly okay. when it's just a single monster. Mm. I get the feeling like how many how many people in your party? Only three. Oh no, they're fucked. So yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, well, okay. So I, I came to this conclusion by myself, which was I think the final fight needs to be satisfying, but it doesn't have to be fair. No. <laughs> Those are words to live by as a DM if ever I fucking heard them. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think giving them this kind of in-between that, like, if they defeat this guy, then they kind of save the planet. But if they don't, then the campaign's over and the world is gone. (laughs) I think either way, it's kind of a fun ending. I do enjoy that, especially the part where everyone's dead. You're like, well, yeah, we fucked up. That's our bad. You could have done it, but Well, then next time you... um... Next time you come back and you play and start a new campaign, it's all you all play underwater races and stuff because the yeah. 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 yeah totally. That's what I was going to say. Like it's it, that's the like that's the that's the best case scenario scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like because then you get to have a crazy post apocalyptic world that your next campaign is set in. Right. Oh god, oh, so choice. It could be like Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Yeah. yeah. Except like probably less just traveling across these don't get me wrong when i've never played it but like windbreaker looks very very good but like i feel like D might not be so fun when it's like 20 percent you just like sailing for the episodes <laughs> well that's why you got to play an underwater creature so you can breathe yeah what is it like the boat's a king or something yeah he's a lion king still just buck wild my dudes <laughs> I I I'm I my my aim in life is to have enough like a, like a long enough running campaign world that like my timeline looks like that Zelda timeline breakdown that yes <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay next up on the list 
we get to roll for it because we're uh, not new. Uh, oh, well, I've got my comeuppance immediately <laughs> because it's me. Okay, so this isn't so much an idea for a villain as it is something I came up with 15 minutes ago <laughs> because uh, I've had a very busy day um, writing Half Damage. So here's what I've got. <clears throat> We're going on a journey today. <laughs> oh, God. I'm ready. <clears throat> <clears throat> you look to the other members of your party. Sweat on their brow and blood coating their weapons. Your paladin's unconscious. You don't know if you can get to him on time. Your rogue has nowhere else to hide and your bard has run out of inspiration. In front of you looms Olgaron. Thirty feet tall, his body oozes from his cracked lips, and wails and screams of the dead emanate forth. The battle has been long, but you're confident as you raise your great axe that this is going to be the killing blow. That is, until you hear a whistling sound streak past your ear, and a crossbow bolt pierces Olgaron's skull. With a wail, he falls dead, and from behind you, you hear, <laughs> Sniped ya! <laughs> this is last shot Lucas. This is the fifth time this week that this has happened. You don't know where the fuck he came from. You don't know how the fuck he always finds you. All that you know is that without fail, every time you fight a big box, Lucas is there to take the final shot and steal all of your XP <laughs> and all of your glory. The way forward is clear. You have to kill Lucas. <laughs> And that's essentially anything that I've done today. It's <laughs> literally the vulture. I love it. I'm 100% in. Oh, no, I yeah. love it. <laughs> it is the vulture. <gasps> that's so good. Can he be an actual anthropomorphized vulture? Oh, oh. of course he could be. It. Oh, he had like, Such a, a, like a weird like Aracoca yeah. race kind of thing. And it's just like a vulture, though. That's very good. And I like that. Nice. I just, one of my favorite things to do with villains is just make someone that is so endlessly hateable like i like <laughs> ones that have like that nice little thing where you're like oh no i can kind of see where they're coming from and then you have a dilemma whether or not to kill them but sometimes it's great just to have one that you're like no i want this person to die so drastically and that's last shot lucas for you <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize he had a title last yeah, last, last shot lucas. <laughs> last shot lucas he's there he's stealing all your xps uh. so i also thought what would be good about it is the the way that you are able to fight him would be that you'd have to kind of like look out for him during a big boss battle. Like that's the only time he fucking shows up. <laughs> so you get the thing of you have to fight a big boss and yeah. then also fight Lucas. Yeah. Also lay a trap. Excellent. That's really, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Mm. Last shot, Lucas. Well, and that would like put you at a disadvantage too, because you've just fought yeah. something and now it's like, ah, fucking Lucas. Exactly. <laughs> and like, he's got all of your XPs. All of your XPs are belong to Lucas. He's, he's like leveled, leveled up to fuck. He's yeah. already level 18, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you let him get that last shot in on the one that you've just fought, he gets another level. Whatever. <laughs> Lucas, he's a shithead, and we like that. I like the idea of him like, following you guys through the entire campaign and just leveling mm. up with your characters. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite shit. Like, I, I came up with this, again, 15 minutes ago, and it's already one of my favorite characters that I've ever come up with. So that's as cool as it is disheartening for me in general. <laughs> like... <laughs> because then you could also you could also you could you could we could, i mean you could go full 
steal steal everything from Brooklyn Nine Nine and have him uh, <laughs> date someone who's actually really nice and like is like a like a major like very good NPC that the players like rely on. Oh. <laughs> we have all these quandaries. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my god. Because I also have a lot of rage about that. Okay, I was going to say like gamer bros, but I don't mean that. I mean children who are better than me at games. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like the reason that uh, I do not play Fortnite and the reason that when my girlfriend who fucking loves Fortnite (laughs) just put that out there. This is me putting my girlfriend on blast. My girlfriend loves Fortnite. Fortnite. Anyway, uh, she uh, laments nightly about how children are very good at this game and call her name. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's how I like bonded with uh, an 11 year old recently. We just talked about Fortnite for half an hour, even though I barely play it. <laughs> God, I yeah, love. Yeah, totally. All, like I all you have to do world. is know know vaguely what skins are and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, how about them them Fortnite dances that they do? <laughs> exactly. Which is your favorite? It's amazing. It works for any 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 child of that age. Is <laughs> it's just yeah, it's insane. Oh, God, yeah. I love it. Oh, this is me, but <laughs> Minecraft too, so Minecraft. Does Minecraft Aww. still work? Do my kids still play Minecraft? Uh, do, do the youth still play the Minecraft? <laughs> the mining and the crafting? Well, it's just wild. make sure it's not something you care about too much, because I had a dunk on a kid about Pokemon once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go on! Yeah. <laughs> He was trying to, he was like, oh, you're a girl. You don't know about the, like, Pokemon. And I was like, listen up. Listen <laughs> <laughs> up, fuckhead. Hell yeah. How old are you, two? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's very, very oh, good. Jesus. Okay. Uh, up next for hopefully something that's more of a realized concept. Uh, it's going to be Alfred. Oh, well, okay. So mine is actually kind of like... It's only it, it's 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 also got a bit of that gotcha element that uh, nice. that Lucas does. <laughs> but uh, I mean, my my like my plan for introducing this character to uh, yeah, I'll, like my plan for introducing him to a campaign would probably be like I, I want to have a setup where like the players are going into a dungeon and they've heard about this like magic item, but it's like it's like a it's like a big magic item. It's like a yeah. Like a you know, like a time bell kind of thing, yeah, ultimate yeah. raging slashing, yeah, uh, ultimate raging poisoning sword yeah. of doom. <laughs> um, but they're going through, and a lot of the traps have been. It looks like there are a lot of traps here, but most of them have been uh, triggered already, and a lot. There's a lot of dead monsters, and uh, there's still a few around, like who have been left around for the players to mop up, like a level appropriate number of goblins. <laughs> um, but then when they get to the to the end, uh, they meet the collector who is there, and he like I just I just love the idea of someone who is just obsessed with like having lots and lots of unique magic items. Yeah, uh, like am I like I'm obsessed with the collect the I think he's just called the collector um, in the Marvel films, recent films. Mm. Is he called the collector? Yeah. Oh, the Jeff no, Goldblum. Totally. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was the other it was the other guy, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it was the oh, other guy. Yeah, it was the other, the other guy. The other dude. <laughs> Yeah, the other yeah. the other guy, but I got what you meant is the yeah. main problem, yeah. Yeah. and that's yeah. fun. He had the stone. I was like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum guy. Yeah. And, uh, and the duck. Guy who is like Jeff Goldblum. He's, he's the one with the duck. 
but yeah, so I'm obsessed with someone who just collects magic items. Uh, and I, I just like the idea of that first, because he, he's not going to take too much interest in the, the adventuring party at first. Um, because they don't have anything he wants really so they're not gonna they don't have to contend with him really but maybe they meet him for the first time there and he's like oh sorry this one this is i mean you you're you're not i I mean i have to have this obviously uh but you can have this plus one sword or whatever and he just like tosses them a magic item and then like disappears but i like the idea of someone so so yeah so basically i want this guy who collects weird magical items so that it's something i I, i'm kind of obsessed with like things that have a a stronger episodic structure um Uh these days so i like the idea of him being able to like like each eat like each week uh there's a new like lieutenant guy with some weird magical item that um the collector's given him to find to like get something or do something for him because magic items are my jam oh (laughs) Um, <laughs> so is he is he powerful on his own or is it the magic items that make him powerful i think it's mostly the magic items like i feel mm. like he has to have um had a like a background in adventuring he's yeah. probably like a kind of thiefy wizard yeah i was gonna say like kind of definitely like, like a rogue wizard. boy and um like and artificer maybe he's a gnome yeah. he's probably a gnome he's <laughs> probably a gnome you know he's that's like a, a bad gnome, gnome thing love me my gnomes <laughs> But um, he, yeah, and I, but but the 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 other thing that I wanted to steal from um, it was my original plan for when I was going to run the uh, the Lost Mines of Fandelver, is like that. Basically, there's this relationship between Sildar and this wizard who turns out to be a bad guy, but Sildar thinks he's a good guy at, at first. But Yay. I was like, uh, it, it's. I, I think I mentioned it before. It might not have been on the podcast, but that um, yeah, I have. I had Yano and um, Sildar, and just like just like obviously gay lovers in my notes yes. um oh i remember you were talking about this on uh it was when we were playing stardew valley one time oh okay i'm pretty sure <laughs> like the the plan for that was that he would have like a like a weird little like uh parasite item um on the nape of his <laughs> neck that is like controlling him by the black spider because the black <laughs> spider in that adventure is just like he's not that present earlier on so i kind of wanted to be like yeah and maybe he's got some weird like magic you know mind controly device yeah. thing that's in the shape of a black spider obviously oh, yeah, um, nice. of course and then you know maybe the players just kill him without noticing or they you know they rescue him and yes but so i i, I thought that would be a really fun thing but um leave that you can leave that um whoever is controlling it or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it isn't controlled. Maybe it's just like maybe the collector had found this thing, and it kind of latched onto him and has given him this uh, intense greed um, that has kind of driven him to become more of a villain as time passes. Um, and then, yeah, because then there's 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 there are more ways that the that the um, the encounter with the villain can end. Like there's more for, there's a wider variety of things that could happen. Like depending on whether or not you deal with that. And also, it means that you could potentially have it linked to some greater evil after that guy. I think this this reminds me of like a there was a a post that I I fell in love with ages ago that was talking about a either in D&D or in like a game that was uh your your kind of like main enemy like sneak up at the end was like the shopkeeper. Yeah. So it was like anything that you'd ever <laughs> sold to him, he would like bring back and fuck you up with. Yeah, I think I, I think I think I've seen that same I, I don't know where we've both seen that. It's around. Yeah. Oh, like it's a, in the D&D spheres. I like yeah, I I very much like that of like someone mm. that's 
whose powers mostly come from just like the objects they've accrued, which is super cool. Yeah. Because you just get to like throw out all the coolest objects that you find. And then afterwards, either the party has like a cool loot stash that they can go through or they're perishables and like one time use only things. And that's good. And the thing is, you know, the party has fucked him over at some point and you know that they're holding a grudge. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's the, I love the, um, it, it, the, there's just, there, there are so many of these like shopkeeper characters who just are inherently like, like you inherently don't trust them. Like Garfield is such a <laughs> in, in the adventures, and yeah, Garfield is like such a you, like you don't know where you stand. He like he he's very you know, it's it's not it's not a you know a cooperative relationship that they have with him. Like it's, it's just, it, like there's it's symbiotic, but it's also like antagonistic, right? He's just inscrutable. <laughs> he is. Also, it's like it gives me more more excuses to have henchmen who are basically Indiana Jones villains. <laughs> That's my my favorite villain is every villain in Indiana Jones. <laughs> I was like, my favorite villain is every villain. That's good also. <laughs> yeah, just that, yeah. Hello there, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Uh, we've not got too many things that we have to talk about this week, so we can get through them pretty fast. If you want to find Crit Chat and all the places you can find Crit Chat, then you can find us on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, all one word, or on twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore chat. That one is not all one word because we couldn't get it. Oops, bad deal. And if you go to us on our Twitter and talk to us there, then you might just get a little, little shout out on the show like these people. Another giant thank you to Dungeon Maestro Kyle at Boognish Theory for shouting out the show from last week and recommending people listen to it, uh, even though it is uh, a tarnish on his otherwise amazing good brand, because he came on this podcast and that's a mistake. Um, also, thank you to Peter Voss, who also was chatting at us last week. We talked a little bit about Peter Voss and his amazing pun skills in the last episode. But he also gave us a little shout out, which was so kind. Lord, this has just been a time of like my little my little dreams coming true. And of course, if you have anything that you think that we should talk about on the show, any questions you want to ask our DMs, any anything, just give us a little message on any of those platforms, and then we will answer them in a coming episode. We could do like if we get enough, we'll do a little segment on it. Be like, oh, these are questions from the listeners. Or if not, we'll just do like a whole fucking episode on it. We really don't have anything that we're doing these days we just make it up as we go along so if you have something fun that you think we should do give us a little mention and we will probably most likely get around to it you can find our discord as with everything else in the link in the description for wherever you're listening to this as for where you're listening to this you can find us on all podcast apps that are like good cool ones you can also find us on itunes by searching crit chat under podcast and leave a five-star review for our five five star show five five star show whatever anyway it really helps us out and it would be really cool if you did that and i'd love you forever speaking of helping us out you can also help us out in a money way didn't have a better way of saying that. But if you go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, uh, then you can donate as little as a dollar a month. And it really helps us out. It makes us able to put this show out, all the places that we want to put this show out. And it helps us do other cool stuff in El Futuro. One of the really, really cool rewards that you get these days, um, which Alfred is going to talk about a bit more at the end, is he's going to DM for you. If you're just on, you don't even have to donate that much. I think it's at any level, at any level, Alfred will do a DM for you. And he's a cool, cool, freaking cool DM. And we'll probably, like some of the Crit Chat people will probably be there. You get to play with us and we're great. Why wouldn't you want to do this? Holy shit. Go and donate to the Patreon. 
Speaking of people who donated to the Patreon, we got Kieran, the beautiful Kieran, friend of the show Kieran. He has been so kind and has donated at the pregnant centaur level, which is a level that you can be, which is $8 or more per month, which is so beautiful and so kind. Um, and if you do that, if you get to that level, then you get a shout out on the show. And that's what this is. Kieran, you're rad. I'm going to compliment you now on things. What are compliments that human beings give each other? You have a face. That's bonus points. Bonus points for having a face. But even better than that, it's a good face. It's an excellent face. Thank you for your face. Also, one time, remember that one time where you told a joke and you didn't know if it landed? Um, I'm here to tell you, it did. It was a very good joke. And the only reason that people didn't laugh at it at the time were that they were stunned by how good a joke it was. This has gotten away from me, but thank you so much. I'm going to let you get back to the episode now. Uh, you can find us, uh, Crit Chat, live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT over on AT Cup Gamer on Twitch. If you do that, then you can talk to us while we're doing the show, which is radical. And you can influence the show as it happens, which is super cool. Um, but if not, you can just find us every single Saturday. We come out on all of our podcast apps. And I hope that you enjoy, and I'll see you later, nerds. Okay, so last but not least, we got Kai. Uh, what you got for us? All right, so um, you guys probably know by now I'm a bit of a mean DM, but a fair DM. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the point the point I'm making is, oh, if I'm if I'm gonna do stuff, I'll always like stay within the bounds of the rules. Um, so I decided that uh, the characters I'd be making would just be a player class, but I decided I, I was just thinking of like. What's the nastiest, like, honestly, the worst villain I can think of? And my head went to, um, Kilgrave or the Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Oh, ooh, yeah. grim, okay. And so I decided to, um, I basically just sort of, like, uh, designed a, uh, 20th level Enchanter Wizard. I uh, decided their race would be Changeling. <laughs> cool. And because of that, they, they, they change their appearance always. They never reveal their true self. And because of that, they are known just as them. Because no one knows who they are. Um, God damn it! It's creepy. <laughs> you could be them. Oh, anyone could be them. No. Anyone could be them. Uh, ah! Wizards at 18th level get a feature where um, they get a first and second level spell, which they can cast as many times as they want. And um, first level spell doesn't matter so much. I mean, you're picking shield because that is the one you want to pick, but it doesn't matter. The second level spell is where. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, second level spell, you pick oh. suggestion. Uh, oh. So you can just always cast suggestion. Uh, yeah. For anyone who's not aware, suggestion, you um, uh, they make, you make a wisdom saving throw, and if they fail, you can suggest them to do something, and they are compelled to do that, uh, which is pretty much Kilgrave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I was also thinking, like, what if, what if there's more than one of them? What if they just have a lot oh. of simulacrums? Uh, uh, this is creepy. So, <laughs> uh, again, for anybody who's not aware, simulacrum is a spell where you um, basically construct an artificial copy of yourself out of snow and illusion magic. And they come to life full with complete like uh, autonomy, but they obey all of your commands. Uh, and um, So not like complete autonomy. <laughs> Well, not like, not like in a technical sense, complete autonomy. Near complete autonomy. <laughs> Apart from 
the fact that they do everything you ever want. Yeah, it's not me. Now, autonomous slaves. Yeah. This is like a very grim look on the world, I feel like. There's like there's some message in there about the controlling the masses, I know, but like Yeah. But, oh, uh, God. Now I checked the description specifically. It says that you can only control one simulacrum at a time, but there's nothing in the spell description that says that your simulacrum can't cast the spell simulacrum no. and make another simulacrum. <laughs> oh I love that. That's awful. That's awful. I love exploiting And the so rules. as long... <laughs> now, simulacrums, they can never regain uh, spell slots. Uh, they can never learn. They can never go up in levels. But they don't need to worry about uh, spell slots when suggestion can be cast at will without expending a spell slot. <gasps> oh, that's awful. And the, cha- the changeling sort of change change uh, appearance thing isn't spell-based. It is a racial feature. As you said before... Not only could anyone be them, any group of people could be them. Oh, it's awful. I like that this is a a character that a player could eventually become. Theoretically, yes. (laughs) That is the best. I love to um, put like ridiculously like difficult challenges towards the players, but also the fact that because they can do that too, it's sort of like completely justified. So oh, I think also the real them, they, they don't want to fight. They want to do their, their thing uh, in peace. You, and again, nobody really knows what their plan is. They seem to go around uh, controlling people to do unusual things. Uh, they seem to be accumulating money for something. I mean, obviously the simulacrums. Uh, they are <laughs> murdering particular people, but there doesn't seem to be any obvious pattern. But the, uh, the real them... Uh, also uses the spell Contingency a lot. And basically what Contingency does is you cast Contingency on yourself in the last for 10 days. And when you do that, you set a condition and put a spell into the Contingency. And when that uh, condition is met, oh, that spell yeah. goes off. And in this case, it is Dimension Door. So if, and the yeah. condition is if they ever take damage. So the moment oh. they take damage, they Dimension Door away. <laughs> but they're going to be close. They'll have to be close. Well, not close, close, but close-ish, you know. Just have, like, a perimeter around the place and find them. <laughs> I think it's 500 feet. Yeah, you just have to have a 500-foot perimeter around them. <laughs> like, I didn't say it was going to be an easy thing, but, like, <laughs> The other thing I was thinking about, too, is um, the the simulacrums, they each, they each start off with all those spell slots, but they can never regain any. So they'll use their spell slots when they absolutely have to, but they always save a single third-level spell slot in case they ever get captured. In which case they cast a spell magic on themselves and they turn to snow. <gasps> Shit, that's so grim, Kai. <laughs> yeah, no, I was Kai. That was Kai, <laughs> I thought it might chuckle fucking in fifteen minutes, and like it shows. This was excellent. Fuck. <laughs> you just you're never gonna have a beloved NPC because the entire time your players are gonna be yeah. going, "Is it one of them?" Oh no. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm too much in like creating like. Uh, D&D podcasts mode now because I'm just like yeah because like then you'll have like the final scene where like you finally like get to the actual one and it's like a hard fought battle and you finally fucking kill him and then like everyone like celebrates and everything's great and then you have the after credits scene <laughs> where just like another person walks the right way and you just see them change from one face to another and it's very good oh god <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you say all that like it's very good. Uh, the final battle probably wouldn't be overly climactic, just because like 
they probably don't have all that much in the way of combat. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I, this, this all sort of spawned from my idea, like, a while back, where I, met, I came up with the idea just, like, what if, like, the big boss of your campaign is basically a commoner, and they just, like, have a lot of money and resources? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is just the natural extension of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. What? <laughs> not Maybe not natural extension, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, I was just like, ah, when I think of commoners, I do think of, like, magical duplicated boys <laughs> who could be anyone and everyone and are everyone and anyone, you know? But the point is, they're not good at fighting <laughs> stuff. If they're going to kill somebody, they're just going to yeah. stand, like, uh... They're just gonna like stand in like a little alleyway, <laughs> shoot a fireball down a corridor, or blow up a whole crowd of people, and then like disappear. Um, and then like That's they so don't even like the authorities don't even know who the intended target was. Changelings are so cool. <laughs> I sorry, I've I've just gone into a little world because like my friend started just playing a changeling in our group recently, oh, right, no. and it's just like the dopest thing. It's just excellent, and I love it. And <laughs> the fact that it is not ev- like that everyone doesn't play a changeling is. <laughs> That shit insane because yeah. it's exactly. so good i just been thinking about how to like make players like sort of scared recently and i just realized like one of, <laughs> one of the, when i play one of the things i hate is just not having all the information so i, I, I sort of really like the idea of just like creating a character who's that that is their whole thing just mystery yeah we'll go we'll go on a bit of like how do you guys come up with your villains like these ones and other ones like where where is it that you start in making a villain and now that uh, everyone's on equal footing, now we can use the D4 for everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, well, okay, cool. That's me. Great. Thank you, D4. I love you. The D4 loves you. The D4 loves me. <laughs> okay, the one I wrote is different from how I usually write villains. Because, one, I usually spend a lot more time on it. Um, uh, and also, the one that I created was like a very thoroughly unlikable character. Whereas I like to come up with, like, why the character, why the villain character is unlikable and why you should want to do a murder on them. Um, but also coming up with uh, maybe why you would understand their point of view. I liked balanced villains. That's why I like in, like, most things that I watch, I love me some villain characters because they're very good and they're interesting. So in a very counter to the thing I did today. It was already half pre-written for me, but one of my favorite villains that I play is Strahd in the Half Damage campaign, because he does have his, like, in in the Curse of Strahd um, book, it's very much like, Strahd's an evil dude, these are the things that make him evil, this is what he wants to do, and that's not cool. Which was very fun! <laughs> And good, and that's interesting, and I do get to play that, um, but just the way that half damage is set out, I also get to play around with making him a bit more relatable, which is interesting, and hopefully Alfred is not going to come in and be like, no, Ismay, you're a fucking wrong bitch, and no one likes you. Uh, that was harsh. <laughs> I don't know why I think that you're an asshole today, but whatever. That sounds um, exactly like me. That does sound like you, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, it, it feels like the, the characters don't really know what to make of it, just because, you know... You know you have to kill Strahd. He is the big bad. But there's that part of you that's like, I don't know if I want to do that or I want to try and find another way around it. So uh, for other villains that are very, like our friend fucking Last Shot Lucas, uh, where you'd spend all of your tri- time trying to like think of ways to kill him, your time is kind of divided with Strahd character, with, well, the Strahd character that I've got, because... Part of it is, yeah, we have to kill him. And part of it is, but maybe we can find another way. 
which I think, I don't know, lends itself a bit more to a story, which I like. Mm. Uh, the, so yeah, the, I like the Strad in that is sort of I, like I don't know because he's he's quite he's in quite a unique situation due to the setup of Half Damage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. this also makes no sense if you don't watch Half Damage. So like, just go listen to Half Damage, I guess. There's only like seven episodes out. That's not many. Mm. I, I I can't I can't I can't personally I can't listen to a podcast unless I can binge like. 10 episodes at a time like damn it well we got eight guys, episodes but... that's close <laughs> i'm so close to having alfred listen to the podcast he's in <laughs> i've just got two more episodes and then he'll listen finally <laughs> so yeah that's that's where i start with my things next job bit uh, that'll be, I was gonna say the titular Alfred, but that makes no sense. But sure, the titular Alfred. <laughs> it's, it's, it's me, the person whose name is on the title. Uh, Question Cra- mark? Crawford chat. Crit Cra- 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 Alfred. Yeah. Cra- Alfred. Um. Crawford yeah, Alfred. So, I, yeah, so I like, yeah, like I, I. Like I, I think there's a lot of value in having someone who is just an asshole, um, or is some kind of incarnation of evil. Firstly, I definitely feel like there should be multiple villains taking up like different roles in this story. Like I think that the like the nemesis character who is like a relatable, like has a like kind of relatable has a relationship with the players more personally. Like it, it's pretty much the like the like we were talking about the cat the catra of um yes you can understand it. And in, in part, it's uh, been caused by the players. I guess in this case, Shira is the players. <laughs> yeah, Adora rather. And um, yeah, so I, like, like I like those characters. But those—that's kind of something that I would like. Like, I'm, I, I would definitely be looking to create that character as like while you're playing, like out of the out of the like low level people, like like random NPCs and kind of any anything that the players do. Like, you, you kind of want to look for those people who you can turn into villains throughout the campaign mm-hmm. i think um yeah other than that with when it comes to like making because i think there's also a lot of valuable value in having someone who is just the enemy when it comes to D specifically so yeah so like when, when it comes to like that villain like villains like that i i pretty much i want a villain who is going to encourage things that D is kind of built for um like yeah. like encourage gameplay i think a core thing of D stories the, those kind of fantasy stories is like some kind of strong sense of a history of the place um so i think villains who have like a strong connection to history or are historical figures like like really like like really ancient people or like people who are like maybe a king or something um i think that yeah. works really well because it the villain's backstory is also the world's backstory and that's helps tie that together i think yeah and also if you want to like if you want to use traps in your campaign you should have villains who are like playing with people and having sadistic <laughs> traps like that's <laughs> like that like if you if you want if you want because i think that's a it like it's a a big part of the D thing that people kind of want to do like a lot of the time traps can seem really weird and forced and like they shouldn't be there but um yeah if you have you can you can have a a, a really nasty villain who just likes trapping people and having weird yeah ghost traps and also yeah weird magic and he like (laughs) like have a villain who is gonna like create things that D D is kind of built for i guess uh i definitely didn't really lean, lean into the strong sense of history that would be something that i would work on next because again i i also did not spend that much time getting ready um god we're 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 bad in a hundred huh <laughs> i was i was like back when we did uh a critterations uh on like episode three with monsters yeah, yeah. i was like man i, I spent so long on that but <laughs> i 
didn't on that one either. I started as I meant to continue. I just like habits, but look, I love this podcast so much. I don't yeah. want to get that twisty. I love this podcast, mm. but I also don't like spending time on things <laughs> that I'm not like fully in. like. There are some episodes that I spend like all day like researching shit because that's where my ADHD trip takes me that day, but not today. But yeah, so um. I think that's that's kind of where I start from. Um, I also then, then it's kind of like just picking a random theme, uh, and then I use them some of the DMG tables a little bit because at that point I was like, well, he's like some kind of he, magic item collector. I think that's fun. Exactly what the character is um, isn't that important to me, so I just rolled for it and got humanoid with a curse on the DMG <laughs> tables, and then I, <laughs> so good. then I was like, ooh, the curse could be like the stupid um mind control parasite and then and then the uh the, the dmg just has like some good advice about like like setting out his objective and what what his scheme is and what methods he use it's yeah it's good to it's good to think about like how how the villain is going to be doing the things that he wants to do uh next up we got uh that's gonna be kai yeah all right um one thing i like to think about when sort of making a villain is uh what their motivation is and what their goals are because I see it all the time in like fantasy stuff. Uh, just you, you just end up with this dark lord character whose yeah. their whole goal is to destroy the rule the world because they are because they're evil. I guess. I mean, like Tolkien has a lot to answer for. Uh, as much as I love it, putting Tolkien on blast yet again on this podcast. <laughs> Sauron works, but only because like he's intrinsically linked to the world. And just like all of the like Sauron wannabe characters are just like so boring, and so I like to I just I like to have my villains have a good reason. A very easy way to do that is to just like figure out what the party's goals are, which I say that's easy to do. Sometimes it's really really not, <laughs> uh, but uh, just figure out what the party's goals are, and then have a villain who is just doing the opposite. Mm. For example, I have got a um, in one of my home games. There's there's this a faction of gnomes fighting against a faction of fae. And uh, my sister is playing a gnome in this game, and she is in, she's not a warrior in this war, but she is uh, sort of emotionally invested in the war. So when she came across an Eladrin, she was instantly hostile, and it just so happens that this Eladrin was doing um, uh, military espionage. They don't know what she's doing yet, but um, because they know she's up to something, so therefore she must be against Mm-hmm. Which I think is just—it's just a very easy, simple way to create a villain. Uh, but yeah, it's just—it's another, it's another one of those things, just like feeding into like the mystery that this character creates, which is uh, and like creating a lack of knowledge uh, that the players have to fill in that knowledge. Uh, last but not least, we've got Kalena. <laughs> First and last, I got—I got all the best roles today. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying, I'm really into kind of a morally ambiguous villain, usually. Uh, even like a secretive villain, because I don't really roll them out early in a game. I kind of see how the game goes and how the players are before I kind of decide which direction I want to go. Yeah. With mm. this one specifically, I thought, well, I'm not going to go morally ambiguous. He's just going to be an asshole to kind of get that conflict back in there. Now there are two villains <laughs> and they aren't like <laughs> they're sharing one body. So there's not a conflict with their morality, but a conflict with each other. I just, <laughs> I like, I like the idea that that the villain has something, not a physical weakness, but maybe 
another kind of weakness like in his motive that the characters can try to exploit. That's good. Okay, we are gonna have to start wrapping up there, my dudes. This is we've given a lot of like really cool like really cool villain ideas. And like I, I like that they were like very diverse villain ideas as well is my main thing. So yes, we'll we'll go over we'll go over some plugs, I guess. I think we all got plugs today. So we'll go we'll go in order on the that's on the our call. So first up, Alfred, what you got for us? Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm still kind of streaming um, game making creativity things um, on twitch.tv slash pennyblue. They're, they're, they're angry rabbits, they're bouncy <laughs> things. Um, now they spawn in waves and my guy looks it, like terrified. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's very good. Also, the, um, the, uh, we have the open table um, crit chat game for uh, crit chat guests and also anyone who donates to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, the voting is, the voting for like the themes is still open. Uh, there were seven votes very quickly and there was a three-way tie so like it's not helping me right now (laughs) but uh yeah so hopefully we'll have a clear winner so if yeah if you want to vote on that you can go to our our twitter on crit chat and then you can vote for there and if you're a part of the patreon then you get to be you get to be in the cool games with us and that's fun uh next up uh kalina what's you got for us so i have a podcast that's a DD actual play podcast that i'm a player character on called d20 downtime and uh it's just me and one other person as the player but we're playing gestalt characters which means we have two classes and it's not a multi-class uh, it's kind of weird, but it's fun. Uh, next up, Kai, what you got for us? All right, so I uh, I make two other podcasts. I um I make another D and D podcast with uh, some of you lovely folks. Uh, it's called Between Scotch and Shade, and it features uh, Ismay, Alfred, um, oh. Emily, and um, Terry uh, as the player characters. Uh, it is a science fantasy adventure um, about exploring an alien planet. I uh, should go check it out. It's uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, but also um. I also do a, a second podcast uh, with my brother, and that is a Doctor Who fan cast, and that's called Brothers in Time. Uh, we like to talk about Doctor Who. Um, we don't talk about Doctor Who enough, but <laughs> we try. Uh, and you can find both of those on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, as for me, you can always find me uh, on, well, um, the other podcast that, again, uh, me and Alfred and Emily and Ali and Ian do, uh, called Half Damage. It's got, it's the Curse of Strahd campaign that's Curse of Strahd, but like it was a reality TV show, because oops, that's fun. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, you can go find us over in there, and that's very fun. Check us out. If you want, you can also uh, find me doing streams. I stream on a teacup gamer on twitch uh most every day unless like right now i'm very very ill but i'll probably be back to it and keep doing more terrible fmv games and enjoying the fuck out of it um for crit chat you can find us on twitter at crit underscore chat and talk to us there or tag us using hashtag crit chat you can like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash crit chat that one's all one word or hop over to our patreon and get some cool awesome rewards and play games with us and you can find that at patreon.com forward slash crit chat again all one word uh wherever you're listening you can go into the description and find a link to our discord channel and you can find us on itunes searching crit chat and podcast and leave us a five-star review for this five-star show Find us live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT or catch us on your podcast apps on Saturdays. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Kalena. And I've been Kat. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Bye.